ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to today's episode of Midweek Mind Candy. We're so grateful that you've taken some time out of your day to join us. Please sit back, relax, put your mental feet up, and let's engage and find out how the word we're going to talk about today fits into your life. My name is Stacey Johnston. I'm honored to be here with you and equally as honored to sit alongside my co-host, Cassie Holland. Cassie, how are you today? I am... My kid went on fall break today, so nobody technically has to get up at, you know, 5.30 for the next nine days, and I'm here for it. Nice. Nice. Easy and funny how sometimes our blessings come in strange little packages, isn't it? Yeah. How are you? I know. I'm, I'm really good. I'm really good. I'm, I'm kind of glad to be back and have this hat back on. I've just had a beautiful week with my son's wedding and your brother, and we're, we're back in the fold, so... I am just grateful. You know, I, I look at all the hustle and bustle in the world and talking to friends that have been flying and, you know, traveling and going all the places. And here I am in the comfort of my home, watching fall set in, traveling to Wisconsin. And uh, I'm right here in my living room. And I'm fixing to get engaged and inspired by some wisdom I haven't even yet seen coming. And I'm very excited about that. How does this all fit in with your everyday, Cass? I just really enjoy separating myself from, you know, everyday life and engaging with somebody that I wouldn't on a normal basis and getting to know part of their story in the process. I I think it's a, a little blessing. Well, awesome. Well, let's get this little blessing on the road today and uh, see if we can encourage it. Today we have a beautiful lady joining us. She was gracious enough to be a guest on our Uncaked Heroes podcast and has agreed to come back and have this one-word conversation with us. So, ladies and gentlemen, may we present Ms. Carmen Leal. How are you today? I am fantastic, and I was sharing. I, I left my cold home. We went from 65 degrees to 30 in one day, and I live in a house built in 1875, and it's cold. So I came out, and I'm in the sun. And I'm just looking at God's creation with his beautiful son and thinking, what a blessing that I have sun in my life as we're setting into the fall and the winter. So I'm good, and I am so happy to be here. Let me ask you a question. What engaged you about joining this conversation with us? Why, why the intrigue to do this conversation? Well, we connected a couple weeks ago when we talked about uh, Uncaped Heroes. And I just was so blessed to just hang up with you. And I thought, oh, yay, another opportunity to talk story and just have fun and get to meet someone I don't know well and maybe connect with the audience. I don't know how God's going to use me, what words he's going to say, but he knows already, right? So that's why I'm here. I love it. I'm so glad that you decided to do it. So let's get involved with this conversation. Today we're going to talk about the word perspective. So when you hear that word, Carl, what's your first thought? That it's a choice, that it's not always easy, and just like there are, there's black and there's white, our perspective and how we look at something will change depending upon how we make that choice to look at it differently. Does that make sense? It does. So that it does. is... That is, um, yes. And I actually write a lot about perspective. 
uh, for your audience who may not have met me or don't know me, I am an author. And currently I write about um, rescue dogs. But I've written about all kinds of things that have happened in my life, whether it's divorce, single parenting, illness, brain damage, a lot of things I've gone through. And every time I've done that, I've had to change my perspective. But that choice is up to me. And when I don't change my perspective, it don't go too well. Right. I agree. I love that. I love that definition. Cassie, how about you when you hear the word perspective? You know, I think it's all about what you do with the situation, right? We were having a conversation one time and I told, I I said, you know, you can either be pissed off because rose bushes have thorns or you can be grateful that thorns have roses. Yep. Right? So there's a silver lining in everything. You just have to allow see it. It's all, for me, it's all about your interpretation of the situation and or sometimes being willing to see someone else's. Mm. So a willingness to see it from another perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Very true. You know, what you do with the situation really determines so many times your perspective on the outcome. I love that definition. You know, for me, I think perspective is the lens with which you see life through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We all have a perspective. We all have a lens that we see. We've talked again about it multiple times. If we put a big red apple in the center of the table and we're all looking at, at that apple, we see the same apple, but we see it through three different lenses of life. And so even though we're looking at the same apple, we can see that same apple three different ways from our very own perspective, and that's okay, right? That's the lens you see through. But I think you also have to be willing to change the focus on your kaleidoscope, you know? You've got to be able to turn the picture because sometimes your, your lens, what you see, isn't the whole truth, right? Or isn't, isn't the whole picture. So I think you have to open yourself up to have your perspective but be willing to see other sides as well because it could change your opinion or your mind or your heart if you're open. Good perspective. I mean, that is such, such good words, such, such wisdom. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. And Carmen, where does that lead you? And with that thought in mind, where does that take you? Oh, let's see. I, I, I'm a storyteller. And so as we were talking about choices, about the lens we see life through, I'm going to take your listeners to, I think we, we talked about this last time, is I moved here from Hawaii. And it has been a, it's been different living in the Midwest, living with the weather change, living with the food, living with the people. And I'm going to, I'm going to say that my perspective, thankfully, has changed over time. This was not a place I wanted to move to. I saw myself staying in Hawaii till I moved to the next paradise, which was going to be heaven. That was my choice. But a severe car wreck changed everything for me. And I ended up with brain damage and an inability to work. My son met a girl here 
So we moved to where my son is, and that has taken a lot of choice on my part to learn to be grateful for what I have and not to mourn what I've lost. I did lose a lot. I lost brain cells. I lost health. I lost uh, a camaraderie that I had. I lost a community I had been building. But that doesn't mean there's not a community here. That doesn't mean there's not health here. That doesn't mean I'm not me. It just means I have to look at it like that apple. And that apple, what I saw when I moved here were all the bruised parts. I saw the weather. I saw the, the cold. I saw faces of people who didn't look like me at all. I saw really boring food that is not highly seasoned. That is still the case. Okay? But what I didn't see was the kindness of people. But I had to be the one to reach out and let them know who I was, who my heart is, because honestly, they didn't need me in their life. And so I needed to say, look at this apple. It's not the bruised and yucky and wormy thing I'm looking at. Let's look at it from a different perspective. Let's look at the firmness. Let's look at the richness, the texture. Let's look at the flavor. Not every apple is exactly the same. You can pick up a green apple, and it's going to taste totally different than if you pick up a baking apple or one that's just used to make cider. They're all apples. They're all apples, but they all have a different purpose. And so I think it's interesting that the word you chose is perspective because I've been dealing with that and trying to keep myself as we go into fall and winter, which is not my favorite season, I've had to start saying, okay, put on a new lens. Don't look at the snow. Don't look at the yucky. Look at all the value that's there and change your perspective. So I love the word. I love the conversation. And I don't think that it is a mistake that I came on this exact day to talk about this exact topic. That's you know, God has, God has a way of working that kind of stuff out, right? He so many yeah. times leads us to what we need to see here or what we need to say or what point we need to break, you know, even if it's to ourselves and he opens that door. It's up to us to take the step. So I so appreciate you recognizing that and for being here with us. Love your, I love your perspective <laughs> on perspective, <laughs> right? So, but Kathy, how about you? Where does all that take you in your mind? I think perspective is a really important thing to think about, especially when it comes to kids. Mm. Right? Because let me give you an example. So my son was in uh, a jiu-jitsu class. And he had been in the class for quite a while. And he went to class one day and there was a kid in there that was like you know, new to him, but super aggressive, right? Overly aggressive. By the time class was over, there were like five kids in tears. Mm. It was crazy. And he immediately, right, everybody first was, what a bully, right? Why is he so mean? Why is he being so rough? Okay, well. So we talked about it later that night and talked about the fact that nobody is aggressive like that 
and needs to take out that kind of aggression without a purpose, right? There's, there's a reason behind that. You know, he either had a bad day or he's had a rough childhood or he's got some things going on that, you know, are, are difficult and he doesn't know how to deal with them. And so from that perspective, he approached that kid, and that kid has turned out to be one of the sweetest children I have ever met. Oh. And they're, they're great, you know, but only because he was able to change his perspective and see that from a different point that, hey, there's a reason that he's going at it like this. And it was, you know, there was, it was his, his upbringing, right, it's rougher than it should be for a nine-year-old kid. So. What a beautiful story. You know, it's a great principal moment. Oh, beautiful story and a great parenting moment, right? And, and a great yeah, moment to show that you've opened that up to him, that thought process. Beautiful. And more parents ought to give their children assistance where it comes to that perspective and listen, you know? So let's talk about perspective and the people that we work with, right? There's a, there's a lot of talk right now. I think there's a lot of questions in the world right now on people seeking permission to even maintain a perspective, right? Is it okay if I feel this way? Is it okay if I think like this? Is it okay if I say that? And we're seeking this permission, right? Which I think is, it's, it's sad to see everybody so hesitant to be comfortable with the perspective that they see the world through, right? With no harm, no foul. This is just my lens. When you work with people, how do you, how do you encourage them to, to own their perspective? And, and how much when you finally own that, does that lead to healing or does that lead to change or does that lead to growth? Carmen? Hmm. I do not work in a traditional setting. I, I, I work at home. I'm by myself most of the time writing. Um, when I, I do teach, though. I teach a class on entrepreneurship. And I just started this session on Monday. And um, I'm going to have to kind of hold on to that and, and listen. Because I honestly, in a work environment, I, I'm just not in a position where that is, is an issue. Does that sound weird? No, not at all. Because I give myself permission all the time. <laughs> because this is me. It's just me. But I'm going to go back to what you said about it being sad. I think, and I'm quite a bit older than you and maybe even your listening audience, and I I get frustrated that people don't feel safe. They, their knee-jerk reaction now is to question, can I say this? Is this okay? Whereas my generation, not that we were bullies and not that we didn't care, but we, there was a more of a flow of just being able to be us. And so I do feel frustrated that I have to, I have to, um, I have to think more, which is not a bad thing to think before I speak. But I think maybe we're losing some of the texture and some of the layers who, of people who are, you know, who they are. And we might be missing something because people are living in fear that they don't want to offend anybody, that they don't have permission to act or say a certain way. And I don't know if I'm, if I'm articulating that correctly, but I, think I, so. sense, 
I sense that I'm not getting the richness and the texture of the personality of the people in just the way I used to. Um, I'll give you an example. I, I wrote an essay for a show at a museum here in Wisconsin. I didn't know it was a big deal to submit and a bigger deal to get to get picked up. So I, you know, they said, yes, we want to exhibit. So that starts in December, and that was a really big deal. But when they gave me my letter to say or called me and said, yes, we want you, they said, but you mentioned the word suicide in your essay. We're going to have to do a trigger warning. Because well, some people may not want to read that you struggled with thoughts of not living after your brain damage. Is it okay if we do a trigger warning? And of course I said yes, but I thought, wow, that's such a minor part of the story that right. why do we have to say that at all? Why don't we just accept the fact that people struggle, that this has a happy ending? Because telling them that I struggled with that, if I hadn't struggled with that, I never would have gotten the dog. If I hadn't gotten the dog, I wouldn't have gone on to rescue 6,500 more through my, my marketing and my work. So it was such a minor thing. And I thought, wow, they're going to put a warning on there, and some people are going to walk away, and they're not going to read about what happened. And so I think that's an example of, of how we have to ask permission. We have to overthink it. We have to um, just be different than we used to be. And different isn't bad, not at all. And I think that encouraging people to be kinder, encouraging people to um, think before they step on someone's toes, um, to consider the source, all those things are important. But now it just seems to be exaggerated. So, beautiful story. And so true. So true. I love that. I love that vision from there. Kathy, how about you? When the people that you work with, and you work with people through recovery and then in your guide of grace, your daily effort, how does helping people understand that their perspective matters, how important is that in what you do? Perspective in recovery is everything. It is recovery because your perspective has to be the one that matters, right? You don't get clean for, you know, everybody else you get clean for yourself because you want to live because you don't want you know any more of any of you don't want to deal with any of the rest of it all the stuff that's involved with the addiction you made that choice right so your perspective has already changed it has to stay changed in order for you to stay sober so beautiful perspective is recovery I love that. That's a beautiful point. You know, I, when I work with businesses or work with people and, and, and we talk about perspective, you know, one of the things we always make sure that administration knows is if your ideas are always the best ideas at the table, then you need some new people at your table, mm-hmm. right? And so sometimes a different perspective is refreshing and eye-opening and can lead to places you never thought it could go before just by giving yourself the opportunity and ability to change your perspective, right, to, to hear from someone else's side of the story, to understand in a different way than you understood before. And so I think that's super important for, for 
authority rack for people, for bosses, for managers, is to be willing to accept and acknowledge the perspective of those that work with you. It makes a way better work environment, right? It's, and it's conducive to everybody's growth that way. Amen. And so, first, yeah. the perspective is critical. Go ahead, Carmen. No, I was going to say, every job I've, I've quit, even though I love the task and the duties, and as you were talking, I'm, I'm going backwards to the jobs I left. I left them because I had a manager who didn't listen to a new perspective. Even when my idea was better and it was for, for the goal of the team, I was either, oh, well, you know, you're not in management, so you don't have that idea, or they stole my idea. They took mm. my perspective and they repackaged it as theirs and they got the credit and I was sitting there going, well, gee, why do they even need me? It was never about money. It was never about a title. It was about value. And so when we listen to other people's perspectives and we validate their right to have that perspective, even if we don't accept it, even if, okay, that's a good idea but it's not going to work now because, but let's make a note of that. That idea that you had, why don't you go and figure out how we can use that in a different context? That's how you're going to keep employees. You're not going to keep them by giving them a comp day or giving them a higher salary because people need to feel valued. And understanding and accepting perspectives and the right to have a different perspective is how you're going to keep your people. Very, very powerful truth right there. Very powerful truth. Ladies, I've had a wonderful time with this conversation. I could keep going all day. But with respect to you, Carmen, as our guest, and with respect to our audience, we are going to have to find that place to wind this beautiful conversation down. I would like to start by saying we We'd love you all to remember that we're brought to you by Guided by Grace and Enlighten Up if we can serve you in some way. If you want to have a conversation with us or you just need someone to talk to, we're interested in what you have to say. Please reach out to us at HeroBuilder2020 at gmail.com. Carmen, I am so grateful to you for your time today, for your wisdom, your knowledge, and your beautiful beautiful perspective. You're so welcome. So thank you so much for joining us today and letting us hear your thoughts on perspective. Kathy, how would you like to leave our audience today with perspective? You know, with a challenge. Um, my challenge for our audience today is put yourself in a position where your perspective is questioned. Right? Allow your perspective to be questioned and maybe also allow yourself to bend a little bit on a perspective. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's, it's, it's not going to kill you. Beautiful challenge, girl. I love them. They're so simple and so profound. I hope somebody takes them to heart and then lets us know the outcome. Carmen, we would be honored if you would take the stage and close out our show. How would you like to leave our audience today with perspective? You know, I, I think of that old um, cliche, the grass is always greener. And we look at our perspective the grass is not always greener. The grass is grass. And it's up for you to take that grass and do with it what you will. If you want to rip it out and make it all native for the environment because that is your perspective, do it. If you want to manicure your grass, and I'm obviously talking about your, the grass is your life. 
That grass is not always greener, but the grass is always going to be grass. And it's up to you to do with the grass, your life, as your perspective leads, but doing it in such a way that honors God. Because he's the one who gave you that grass to begin with. Mm 